Welcome to The Living Word with Chuck Davis. Mark 1, 21-28, Man with Unclean Spirit. And they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority, and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all of the surrounding region of Galilee. This is the first recorded deliverance or exorcism of Jesus, uh, a casting out of a demon. Uh, We're going to see several of the accounts of Jesus doing this over the next few weeks. And so I'm going to dive into this one for a couple days to extract some elements out of it. The key to it is uh, in verse 22 and uh, verse 27, this concept of authority. Uh, We see that the people are amazed by it and the demons respond to it. They recognize uh, there is an aspect of uh, Jesus' operation that they recognize even with their spiritual eyes, which are fallen eyes, that Jesus comes with a unique authority. It happens in the synagogue, which is somewhat shocking. It's a religious place. There's religious people. Uh, We're going to talk about what is the effect of the demonic world upon believers later uh, in these podcasts. But here is a reminder that demons can be found around the gathered people of God. Uh, This man was with an unclean spirit. in Luke chapter 4, 31 to 37, uh, an unclean demon is ma- mentioned. Now, this designation, unclean spirit, evil spirit, demon, Mark uses them interchangeably. Uh, and he has an evil spirit. He's with it, with one. Uh, the old translation, generally in the King James Version, was possession. We see that in some other modern translations as well. It implies ownership. Um, This is going to play out in our understanding of how demons can work with believers because we know that we belong to God through the blood of Jesus. Um, Because of this, uh, when we began dealing with deliverance in fresh ways in the last century, because King James was our primary Bible, uh, we developed language of possession, oppression, and depression. Well, the truth of the matter is possession doesn't exist. Uh, Merrill Unger, who is a biblical scholar, writes, The term demon possession does not appear in the Bible. Apparently, it originated with the Jewish historian Flavius Josephus in the first century AD and then passed into ecclesiastical language. The New Testament, however, frequently mentions demoniacs or those who were demonized. They are said to have a spirit, a demon, demons, or an unclean spirit. Usually such unhappy victims of evil personalities are said to be demonized. They are subject to periodic attacks of one or more inhabiting demons who derange them physically and mentally during the seizure. Uh, 
because of this, uh, I think that we need to uh, rethink the language we use. It doesn't make sense to just anglicize the Greek word that they were demonized. I do think it makes sense to say they, they had a demon. Uh, I like to use the language of attachment or influence or degrees of attack uh, in their life. Um, the so what of this passage is to go back to the primary point. Uh, Jesus operates in authority. He is a representative. He is the king of the kingdom of God. He moves in that kingdom authority, and he doesn't go looking for demons, but when he moves into places of darkness, they can't help but manifest. Uh, this is part of the gospel writer's uh, intention. A series of healings and exorcisms show Jesus' authority over darkness. A new order is beginning and is being established. And it's a reminder for us not to become over-consumed, don't become obsessed with the supernatural, to go on a ghost hunt. But we shouldn't put our head in the sand as a lot of our naturalistic philosophy has done in recent years. Don't overlook the possibility that when there's brokenness, the demonic is there. Uh, what's the now what? It's to simply move in the authority that Jesus has given us. Uh, when I was at Alliance Theological Seminary, I learned a lot from John and Helen Ellenberger uh, as they worked in uh, deliverance ministry. Uh, they had developed the three R's, remember, renounce, and reclaim. Remember is to recognize the spaces the enemy may have gotten a foothold or a stronghold in our life or someone else's life, to renounce that, to take back the legal claim in that space, and to reclaim that as a place of restoring for what God wants to do. It's a good thing to do for ourselves personally, but it's also can be a helpful tool to uh, bless others as they move into their freedom in Christ. Lord, today, we acknowledge that you are the king and that you have taken a significant uh, bite out of the kingdom of darkness, even though it still operates today. Uh, we want to move in the same authority that you have given us and that you demonstrated for us. And so today uh, we come against the works of darkness that are before us as we move through this day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.